Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hey Show podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ethan, and joining me as always are my good friends, Kyle and Hunter. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing just well. We always choose a good day to record those podcasts. You know, usually the news kind of evades us, but, you know, we got lucky this week. There we go. Yeah. Finally. Oh. Lucky. It was bound to happen yeah. eventually. Just, I remember the beginning of the year when we kept saying that we were cursed because everything would happen immediately after we uh, recorded it. And now here we are. It's me being extremely lazy and promising to play Overwatch 2 with some people that got us to the news. So you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Overwatch 2 Woo. claims another W because now we get to talk about more drama because that's just what everybody wants us to do is talk about more video game <laughs> drama. Um, but no, welcome back on in to the show everybody hope you've had an awesome week uh it's been like I say it's been an interesting one you know it's had some pros had some a lot of cons but you know what's new it's the games industry and i'm sure we're going to talk all about them uh this week it's an interesting one because we were going to talk about the persona stuff the 25th anniversary was it a w was it an l i promise that we do that this week we then well i came to the very much the quick conclusion of we're going to talk about Royal next week regardless because of the new ports. So I was like, what's the point <laughs> of cutting it in half and half? We'll just talk about all the Royal ports because I'm at that stage now where I'm getting the Switch and PS5 versions. The Xbox version is free on Game Pass and so is the PC version. So I'll be able to literally check that they're all good and report back next week. Um, and then we can talk about the, the 25th anniversary and all that jazz next week. So this week instead, we're going to talk about Timely. Kyle's played Bayonetta 2, so uh, we're going to talk all about that. We're then going to talk about the Bayonetta 3 discourse that has literally happened today as of recording, uh, this Saturday. Uh, Gotham Knights controversy, that's also a controversial game, not just from this, but another uh, kind of dent in its armor, uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, it's a little nitpick, but it's also now confirmed that I'm definitely not getting it. So we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> then, so let's with some positives. Uh, both Kyle and I have both played the New Xenoblade 3 DLC. DLC Pack 2 was released this week. We've played it, so we'll tell you all about it. And then we'll wrap it up with Hunter having replayed Resident Evil 4. We thought it'd be timely, not only because it's close to Halloween, but then also uh, because the remake, remake is coming in just a couple months. of months. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, busy, busy show. Uh, but obviously, before we get into that, if you are new here, make sure uh, to check out and follow and check out everything that we've done. There's like 134 other episodes, so there's plenty of stuff to go check out. Uh, thank you for the support <laughs> yeah. on the Xeno spo uh, spoiler cast, uh, the Genshin stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, any likes, comments, subscriptions, or reviews on any podcast service or at youtube.com forward slash hotgamesonly are always greatly appreciated. You want to, especially if you are an audio listener, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel because Halloween is just a couple of weeks away which is usually a tragic event for everybody will ethan's costume show up on time <laughs> who knows i still don't know i still don't have an answer for that but this time i can't say that i didn't try and prepare early because it will have been two months so we'll see we'll see uh but to be fair mine still hasn't shown up either oh that's good that's it's good. supposed to be here on the 24th mine was supposed to be i'll here. let you know mine was supposed to be here like already so good start uh -huh. good start <laughs> I still need to order a couple of bits of mine now that I think about it. Oh, you see, mine, I, I don't want to spoil it. One audience picked. So, well, no, they picked they picked out those two options and I gave, basically gave them the choice. They they made their bed, they'll lie in it. But 
it just keeps getting it just keeps getting it just keeps adding on at first it was like oh yeah i'll just do this and i was like oh but then i can do this and it's like oh well i'd either pay like 10 for it or 20 to do it properly or 25 so i'll do the 25 and i was like oh there's also this little thing that no one will notice if i don't but i'll do it because that's that's quirky and that was also like another 12. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like more exp- I spent more on this costume than the actual podcast in 135 episodes. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous if we're not in Cohen Games. So it'll be an interesting one. So make sure you guys uh, tune in for that. With all that spiel out of the way, let's get into it. Let's start with the positives first. So Kyle, let's talk about you playing Bayonetta 2 and all yeah, of that. It's, it's mostly positive. And then so... we'll talk about the tragedy that's occurred <laughs> in the last uh, couple of hours. So go ahead, Cal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, last week, um, Hunter kind of offhandedly mentioned he was playing Bayonetta 1, finishing that I up. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Bayonetta 3's out at the end of the month. I've And I've never played these games before. Let's just give them a shot. Downloaded both of them. You can get my thoughts on Bayonetta 1 last week, but... Basically, I thought it was just good enough. Mm-hmm. Bayo 2, this game started off fantastic. You guys were not joking about how great that first level was. It's so good. It was truly something I wasn't prepared it's for. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> like, arguably amongst my favorite first levels in any game, now that I think about it. Like, <laughs> could, I could see a case for it being in, like, a top 10. If yeah. you're wondering, yeah, if you ever wondered what, how I got into Bayonetta, because it wasn't Hunter that got me into Bayonetta, uh, I bought Bayonetta 2 on Wii U, and the reason that I got into Bayonetta was because of the Direct, where they showed it, and they were like, is there a demo now available? So I played the demo, and the demo is literally that first level, and I feel like that first level can sell anybody on yeah. that video game, whether you <laughs> hate the rest it of it did. or not. I played that first level, and I was like, okay, I'm going to play it, I'm going to buy it, and then I played Bayonetta 1, and then I stopped playing within an hour, and I never got to it until the Switch re-release, so, you know, but... <laughs> fun little story but yeah it's a great first level gotta love it oh yeah that first level was fantastic and everything around it was wonderfully done too a great way to reintroduce all the characters to the player because you know they didn't have those games back to back bayo one was in 2009 and bayo two was out in 2014 mm-hmm. so also i'm sure a lot of people were like me or ethan who just played the game two first like right be shocked yeah I mean, luckily for Bayo 2, the one thing it did have was, even with the Wii U version, they did do a port of Bayo 1, and you got it included with Bayo 2. Um, I believe oh, yeah. on, I believe on the Wii U, uh, in America, it was a digital download, but in the in Europe, you got a physical copy with a disc and like proper <laughs> case and everything, so it was really good for Europe, One back when Europe used to get Ws, but oh well. Um, <laughs> Not yeah, for you Switch. Got your, your, you got your Xenoblade special. Well, we'll edition. talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. I'll do my victory march later on. So, you know, <laughs> that first level, really strong. You get to fight on a jet. You've got this whole Christmas shenanigans going on, you know. Um, Tomorrow is mine. Starts playing. Yeah. Wonderful song. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I've already put it in my, my, my Spotify playlist. Of course you have. But yeah. It's a jam, dude. So then, after Which it was that, more than just verse and chorus, but whatever. <laughs> That's beside the point. Yeah. But anyway, after that. Anyways, after that, I just feel like the rest of the game is alright. Nothing about it really, like, blew me away. And I felt kind of the same about Bayo 1, where... I, I don't know, I just... The game's fine. <laughs> it's nothing... Like, it's nothing groundbreaking for the, the, the character action genre. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's a fun romp doesn't overstay its welcome but i think that's why i like two more than one is because it's shorter that's my one yeah. like kind of positive yeah. and it's not even like it's not even a couple of hours short it's not it's not even like it's like half an hour an hour shorter it's like three hours shorter like bayo 2 yeah. is like six hours long five hours long whereas bayo 1 is like double it's like i feel mm. like yeah. the streamlined kind of experience with bayo 2 genuinely gave me a better impression by the end of the, the, my time with it because i was like oh good it's over and i had fun whereas bayo 1 just didn't want to fucking end and i was like please be mm-hmm. please be the last level please be the last level no damn it god Although, I feel like there was a bit less uh, cheap nonsense in two as well. Like, you know, oh, last yeah. week I complained about being sucker punched out of cutscenes and whatnot. It's been a <laughs> while, but I don't think that happened in two. It didn't. Not to okay. my. I, I was prepared to... for it, though. I was ready. <laughs> Finger was on that dodge button. Never happened, though. I don't know what you were saying, Ethan. I feel like. The ending of Bayo 2 kind of went back to how Bayo 1 was structured, where the missions just felt way too long, and they were pulling from a lot of the, the what I call the gimmick levels of basically, like, vehicles, and the stupid fucking plane controls are back, which... <laughs> yeah. Put that right before the final boss, dude. Yeah. Brilliant. That's... Yeah, it's 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 an interesting mix. Like I say, I um I liked Bayo two. A lot of people love Bayonetta one and two, and I've never been in that camp. I always thought they were mm-hmm. fine. I mean, we'll get to Bayonetta three, but I think I mentioned last week I'd already cancelled my pre order. It was already going in the bin after this week if it wasn't. But you know, <laughs> um, I definitely had, and it wasn't because I hated it. It's just to me, it's just it's fine it, it like i don't hate it i don't love it there's been people that have been like chomping at the bit for bayonetta 3 since it was announced in christmas 2017 at the game awards i've not been that person i was like oh bayonetta 3 cool i kind of expected it because they probably wanted to have another go on a good console this time so mm-hmm. yeah fair enough but... yeah i feel like if i had played these games as they were coming out or at least more timely than just right now um i would definitely would have been like yeah, I'm fine with how it ended. If if it never got a third game, I'd have been fine with it. Well, same. That's yeah. I, it's it's like I say. It's it's just it's fine. I don't think that it's platinum's best, but mm-hmm. I also like platinum's a very interesting company where it's like what is platinum's best really to be honest and how much of it is well, platinum i'd say it's Tommy. either bayonetta or near well i'd say that, i'd say that the best <laughs> oh, yeah, they did i'd say that. that the best platinum game is near automata but also i yeah. feel like that's got a lot to do with yoko taro a lot of that i feel like that's 90 90 percent of that is him <laughs> because all the story and the world building will have come from his crazy fucking mind yeah so <laughs> I, I think it would I think the full statement was Bayonetta is probably pla- the best of purely platinum project. I yeah, I'd probably agree. Like, yeah, I, I like Nier Automata more than either Bayonetta game, but it also like a lot of that is because of the story and stuff that is from Yoko Taro. And whereas, you know, the combat is great in that game, but also, you know, it it's not even as good as it is in Bayonetta, and I still like the the story. Still makes up for it. Yeah. No. But no, it's like I say, it's it's an interesting series, and who knows where three? Like three is <sighs> like it's like three is such a weird game. Before 
everything that happened today because it's like i feel like we've seemingly seen everything and nothing at the same time do you know what i mean where it's like we've seen very yeah. little gameplay but i feel like the gameplay that they have showcased is all that there is to this video game i feel like there mm -hmm. is the regular bayonetta combat i feel like there's the weird like spider kind of vehicle levels and there's kind there's probably a couple of gimmicks here and there that we're missing i saw that there's like in another trailer, I saw there was like this Metal Gear kind of inspired kind of 2D section with Jean that looked weird. Oh, um, yeah. But it's like, Platinum's been in a very weird space recently. We've seen it with Babylon's Fall. We've seen it with basically every project that Platinum's been releasing in the past couple of years. You know, Scalebound going under, which I don't think is 100% on Microsoft at this point. I feel like that game was probably shit, and that's probably why Xbox cancelled it. Um, but it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one, but I do like Bayo too. I still there's parts that I really like. Like I say, that first level is yeah. fantastic. Um, uh, the I remember I can say this now definitively <laughs> since I played the first one. Bayo 2's final battle is actually solid, as opposed to Jubileus was. Eh. Always the sound of a good final boss. If you just go, eh, you know what I mean. It's good shit. It's good shit. Um, but yeah, it's it's like it's interesting, especially because you're you know you're playing it basically a decade, like you know eight years after it came out. So it's it's yeah. an interesting one. But anyway, let's we've we've we fucking beat around the bush long enough. Let's just get into it. Let's talk about this fucking shit that went down today on Saturday, literally um, this morning. Does anyone have any of the? Does anyone have any of the shit up? I probably should have done a better job. Oh, uh, we have a chat. I can snag it i'll just i'll just yeah you know i'll just go i'll just go over here we'll just go over to uh we'll go over to nintendo life because i know that nintendo life doesn't autoplay their videos which is what i really appreciate when <laughs> on a podcast so we'll go to them uh but yeah basically for those of you who are unaware bayonetta's og voice actor has uh, had a falling out with platinum because they refused to pay her her decent wage for her performance um she basically posted a video up on Twitter, which um, has gotten, like, I'm not joking, a shit ton of likes. Like, I'm not, like, if you, you guys, I don't know if you guys saw, was it Mob Psycho 100 who had, you know, the big thing recently where none of the voice actors are coming back? I think, I think that was the thing, right? Mob yeah. Psycho yeah. Yeah, because this isn't the only instance of this recently with voice talent being, like, just tossed aside. Mm -hmm. yeah it never is 162,000 likes and 12.8k retweets as of time of recording uh which five is million a million views which is a lot 5.2 well. million views yeah that's a lot but basically uh if you didn't notice about two weeks ago a couple of weeks before release they announced that um helena taylor who's been playing bayonetta in bayo 1 and 2 and smash bros for wii u and smash ultimate and basically anything that bayonetta has ever been in has been voiced by helena taylor uh is no longer the voice uh and has been replaced uh in bayonetta 3 and everyone was like that's isn't that that's a bit weird like <laughs> yeah this is, yeah like, why we noticed in the first trailer i remember saying bayonetta sounded off yeah, in the first we trailer said that she sounded off but we were mm -hmm. also the circumstances of the world and whatnot as far as <laughs> inside of bayonetta i mean not oh the actual world not our I mean, world like, like inside of bayonetta it seemed something seemed off about that re-reveal anyway so um we were perplexed for sure i recall but we weren't mm -hmm. sure as to why yet 
Yeah. It's it's an interesting one, right? So we'll get we'll get into it. So if you didn't know, they announced a couple of weeks ago that Jennifer Hale, uh, acclaimed voice actress, who you probably know from something in your life, uh, if you played games <laughs> in the past couple of years, you'll know her as Rivet in Ratchet and Clank. If you have played games even further than that, you'll know her as Fem Shep in Mass Effect. She's done a load of roles that everybody Naomi and Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. She's done a lot of stuff. Uh, she was replacing, which is very weird. We were like, okay, that's a weird pick. And then today, Helena basically went to Twitter to basically uh, shoot fucking Platinum Games in the face, essentially, uh, <laughs> by uh, basically stating that uh, they offered her 4,000 USD for the entirety of Bayonetta 3. That is the entirety of the project as the lead. And that even, that wasn't her first offer. That wasn't their first offer either. That was what she negotiated as final offer. So they went even lower initially. That was after negotiations was $4,000. And she decided to step away from it because of course that's not a decent wage for the lead of your fucking video game from a popular IP which people are always like, Bayonetta is not that popular. If it sells a million copies because it's a Nintendo IP, spoiler alert, it's in the upper echelon of fucking video games, especially for games like this. It's amongst Platinum Games' most popular franchises anyway. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So $4,000, which is, you know, fucking ridiculous. Because I think people are like, that's a lot of money. I'm like, it's not if it's like, say you get, as a voice actor, you tend to get Like, like two or three big jobs a year. That's what you t- if you're lucky, you get two or three big jobs a year. Four thousand dollars. Well done. You're now on twelve grand a year by Platinum Games' standards. That's basically what you're <laughs> going to get. Uh, which isn't you can't live on that, especially if you work in LA like most of these actors do. Um, so um, it's expensive out there. Yeah. So basically, after all this, she is offered to. She's basically expressed all of her anger and frustration with this. Uh, and then basically said, hey, boycott the game, which, you know, everyone loves a good boycott. You know what the internet's like. They never do it, but they're yeah. always, whenever someone whispers <laughs> the word boycott, they're like, I'm in, son of a bitch, I'm in. Although, to be fair, I'll say this, Bayonetta fans, better at boycotting than, like, Call of Duty people and all of them, because, let me tell you, I've seen people actually boycott this. I've seen them cancelling pre-orders. There's been actual cancellations of pre-orders from this. Uh, I know John Cartwright from Good Advice Gaming, he cancelled his pre-order and a load of other people that are notable have been like hey we're not covering this game anymore <clears throat> fair play um and then i don't have the tweet oh here it is from hideki kamiya obviously oh, uh, a yeah. producer on uh, Platinum, everyone's uh, favorite uh, everyone's favorite everyone uh remember just say hi smiley face to him on twitter and he'll block you real quick don't you worry um his thing was sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth. That's all I can tell now. By the way, beware of my rules. Basically, he's like, they're, tell- they're not news. telling me. Yeah, fake news. And if you that's reply it. to that's me, I'll argument. block you. Yeah, and if you reply to me, I'll block you. Uh, and rightfully so. Uh, 5,000 quote tweets, 3,000 likes. <laughs> definitely getting ratioed. Uh, my favorite part is if you go into the quote tweets, all of them is the fucking gif of the nerd glasses emoji like being pushed <laughs> up. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah, great. of course it is. I think the man is. I think the man has went to just restricting his account at this point, if I'm remembering correctly. These past couple of hours, he's he limited who can reply to the. Yeah, tweets. he's now limited who can yeah. reply to the tweets. So, but his you account know. is still public. Oh, okay. But no, yeah, again, all that, of this is at, as of the 15th of October. Yes, uh, late Saturday uh, night, early Sunday morning for me. 
so that's what's happening with that. Um, and you know, it's one of those things where they went with Jennifer Hale. So basically, we I was talking to Hunter about this earlier. I've basically come my deduction of this <sighs> is they tried to go non-union, which a lot of places like Crunchyroll, for example, with Mob Psycho do because they can rip people off because guilds, Green Actors Guild, like Sagaftra and other unions tend to do this shocker thing where they demand a fair price for their performances which is like crazy to me what what a concept what a novel idea that is um so they tried to go non-union uh they basically gave a massive middle finger to helena taylor uh helena taylor said no which they probably were not expecting they were probably just expecting her to do it regardless uh and then they were like, well, fans are going to get angry if we just replace with a nobody. So they probably went and went, oh, fuck, we're going to have to go for a union actor and pay more anyway. So it's a lost loss for like everybody involved. Um, I don't know. It's just like... I don't get it, man. Because like, <laughs> putting aside the fact that Jennifer Hale probably costs more than Helena Taylor anyway... Um, Yuri Lowenthal and Great Elise are both characters, both voice characters in this series too. You know, yeah. And as far as I know, they're still in this one. Yeah, and they've had to go. I, they have, they've had to go yeah. union with that. I don't like. You wouldn't have paid them four thousand dollars. No way you would have got away with that. It's just it's really interesting because I I remember seeing the voice of Ravali uh, from Breath of the Wild also mentioned yeah, his yeah, pay I've been this, seeing this a bunch today. of this. And he mentioned how he was paid roughly around three thousand dollars each for each game, and uh, there's been a lot of there's been arguments about that as well. I think people have worked out like, especially in Breath of the Wild, there's about fifteen minutes of cutscenes with Rivali in there. So there's still a decent chunk of performance because that doesn't it's not it's not a quick thing voice acting. That's not fifteen minutes in a booth there. That's like yeah 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 several recording sessions of multiple hours to get everything working there. Um, I just I I wonder if Nintendo has gone the similar way of Crunchyroll. I feel like they're going a lot non-union with a lot of their stuff recently, and it's it's different to say can't really talk about Xenoblade because Xenoblade a lot of the voice casters in Europe, so I don't know how that mm-hmm. works. I don't know no one from the Xenoblade um, cast has come out and said anything about their kind of pay for these kinds of games, but it definitely seems from other voice standpoints that they have not been going union and have been charging significant, like been paying significantly less, uh, which is stupid, you know, especially when you've got other major JRPGs in the kind of, in this kind of like same genre who do go get, like do go for, you know, people who are under union, for example, persona, which yeah. has always gone with union actors or if they haven't, then those actors have moved to Union later, and they've continued to employ them, which is, like like you say, Yuri, Yuri Lowenthal, you know, uh, obviously Bailey. Max, Laura Bailey, Max Middleman, you know, these are all, Robbie Damon, these are all Union actors who are getting paid, and even if they do replace people, like they replaced uh, Troy Baker with Matt Mercer, Matt Mercer, also a Union actor, it's not like, mm-hmm. I just don't understand, like, I understand maybe wanting to pay less but that arbitrarily so like, like ridiculously so is kind of unreal while i was chatting with a couple of people beforehand about this one thing that was brought up was like lowballing her to make her quit for something like i don't know why you would want to but 
doing that, which I don't know if they want to be spiteful and stupid, then and it worked, you know, <laughs> like it's it's it, I don't see that happening either, though. That's the thing, because it's like you've got the rest of the like, cast returning for the most part. It's it's a very yeah, I don't I still don't get it. <laughs> like it's and it's such a stupid unforced error putting like this like people were really excited for this game until they <laughs> 12 yeah. hours ago <laughs> and it's, it's not like and like you say it's not like this is like a a minor slip up on a, on a, on a like a, a perfectly good track record from platinum platinum mm-hmm. is there not are, in good eyes this year was Babylon's fall <laughs> i'd say the last time people looked at platinum games in the same way that they think people look at platinum games was near automata i feel like they're still riding that near automata high from 2017 because i'm like you know they've had other games like astral chain but yeah that nothing well received but nothing also huge. nintendo bought that ip now so technically they could anyone could make that game that it's nintendo just, saw fit it's just like platinum games is not in a good place and it's yeah, I don't get it. Neither do I. Not to mention, like, in the you know, in the weeks following Babylon's fall being you know confirmed to die soon, they said that they're still not deterred from trying live service games or whatever. Like, of course not. It's like, come on now. <laughs> this really wasn't the put your hand in the fire, so you know it's not a good idea thing. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know what's going on with them anymore it's no, no clue perplexing no clue like i say it's it's just um it's just, I, just, I don't know what to say like i say am i gonna like you know it, it's one of those interesting things i feel like bayonet be a good case study if you want to boycott it's a good case study because you know it's not a call of duty if bayonet fans do not show oh. up that game's not going to sell gangbusters so if you if yeah. you personally want to go ahead, I cancelled mine, but I'm not gonna act like I got on a high horse. I've I cancelled mine because I didn't want the fucking video game. I'm not gonna act. He cancelled like his a week ago. High, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna act like it's because of some high and mighty purpose. But hey, if I still had it pre if I still had it pre ordered, I probably would have cancelled it just because I was not interested. And now they fucked over the main voice actor for the game. So yeah, of course I would have. But I mean, I'm I might like Plague Tale Requiem comes out next week. I can play that instead. God of War will be out in a couple weeks after that. Then by then I can probably get the game used. If you're a JRPG you know, like... fan and you don't own a PlayStation, if you're on Nintendo Switch, Bayonetta, uh, Persona 5 Royal is literally out next Friday. You've had Nier Automata, which just came out a couple of weeks ago. Both of them are excellent ports. <clears throat> Spoiler alert for the Persona 5 port. I've seen gameplay. <laughs> Whether it was leaked or not, that's not my fucking... That's not my place to say but it runs fantastic. <laughs> you heard it here first. Spoilers, Spoiler. it's a PS3 game. Spoilers, it's a PS3 game. It looks fantastic and plays fantastic on a Nintendo Switch. Who would have guessed? But it's like, <laughs> you, you, like you say, you, like Hunter said, you've not got a shortage of games, even if you're on Switch, you know? You've had plenty of JRPGs this year on Nintendo Switch, you know? Those two, you've had Xenoblade a couple of months ago, so if you hadn't picked that up, Shocker, that's a great game as well. You know, even if... If if you like the wacky action games, the Devil May Cry trilogy is also, is also on there. On the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Skip two, but one yeah. and three will still give you, you know, a solid weekend. And it's the best way to play three because it gives you free freestyle switching. And a weapon wheel. And a weapon wheel. 
And you know, you can always, if you really wanted to play, if you haven't played any Bayonetta game, you could always pick up Bayonetta two second hand. You can always do that, mm-hmm. or pick up Bayonetta yeah. three second hand. If you, if you, if you really need to play this video game but don't want to give them money, let me just tell you, second hand, that's your friend, because you know. There are the twats. You've seen GameStop. You've seen like Game in the UK. You've seen them where on launch day they'll have pre they'll have the pre-owned thing already there for like two quid less, and you're like, why? Why is that there already? Why is it two dollars <laughs> cheaper? Who's bought it? Opened it up and gone, ugh, that disc looks ugly. Take it back. Who's done that? Yeah, this cartridge tastes horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're really well, yeah, feeling like that bad, wouldn't... go and do that. Who gives a yeah, shit? It wouldn't take that long for like, uh, yeah. By the time I beat God of War, if I do decide not to play it right away, which, you know, like I just said, I might not, um, it'll probably be off. It'll probably already be, there will be a used copy. Yeah. It's just, it's a really, it's a really stupid situation. And it's like, it's kind of baffling. You've heard about voice actors not returning and all this stuff before. And you've heard about a lot of this in the anime industry. And you, you tend to think that you'd hope that the games industry would be better than this. Because, like, it's ridiculous. Like, you've, you've heard stuff about, like, I can't remember if it was Demon Slayer or something like that, where it was, like, people, like, the voice actors for, like, one of the biggest... Or was it, Juju, was it Jujutsu Kaisen? One of the biggest, like, anime recently. People were paid, like, $500 for the entirety of the season each. Or something ridiculous. And it's made millions Jeez. in profits and it's like you expect this shit from terrible anime dubs like terrible like anime dub companies that country all employees because not that the the artists are terrible but the practices and the companies themselves are terrible and it's like really was it jujitsu kaisen jujitsu kaisen yeah how much were they paid it was ridiculously low 150 total yeah there you go it was stupid it was stupid it was absolutely fucking ridiculous stupid it was anime companies i could by the rates you're paying i could have bought the voice season of the your show (laughs) that's stupid that shouldn't be possible that's that's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous you'd expect to yeah that's like that's like Oh my so, god, Robbie Damon was in this. Robbie, why did you give him all Chase, Kyle Haber, Susie Yu, Lex Lang? Holy shit. Lex Lang? Xander Mobus, Allegra Clark, Laura Post. What? Damn. Amber Lee Connors, Chris Hackney. That's all these Sam? incredibly talented people done so <laughs> dirty. Like, Kanji Tang? Sorry, didn't mean to derail this, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think Robbie Damon would be the first name I saw on this list. Yeah, what the fuck? $150? That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's absolutely like nuts. That sounds illegal. Yeah, it it sounds stupid like Beyond silly. Movie earned over $34 million at the U.S. box office and grossed roughly $196 million worldwide. The average voice actor was paid $150 for their work on this movie and did not receive any royalties. That, that, so this is, this is the same guy that voices Rivali, Sean uh, Chiplock. He's just, he just mm-hmm. spilling all the fucking tea. Shout out to you, Sean, because <laughs> you just seem to love spilling it and I'm here for it. Um, 
He's a good man. It seems like these $150, for the most part, seems to be secondary cast members, for the most part. But that's still not no, fucking okay. good enough. I don't care no. if they have no, one fucking line. Excuse. They should be paid more than that. Like, like, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely fucking stupid. That's ludicrous. Anyway. God. Like, it's stupid. It is fucking stupid. Of course like, it is. Come on now. Especially with these characters, like talent that's so tied to the portrayal of mm-hmm. what people think of when they think of these characters like you know like i know it's a different medium but voice acting and acting should be you know treated respectively similar yeah yeah like you wouldn't just do that to a movie if like <laughs> you couldn't have done that to i don't know pick an mcu actor i don't care tom holland yeah, he's sure. in everything anyway. Yeah, <laughs> or like you couldn't have done that to Robert Downey Jr. Or here, or... you couldn't do this to Chris Pratt in the Mario movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, it's like say what you say what you want. Do it. Yeah, you don't. You will not see this from Sony or Microsoft first party. You will not see this in the fucking slightest. So why is Nintendo any different? Why is Nintendo the shitters here? Like I don't understand it. You know, mm-hmm. say what you want about Sony's wonderful third-person action RPG-like video games that they release every fucking year for no reason. They're all the same. They probably vo- they probably pay Troy Baker and everybody else and Yuri Lowenthal quite well for those video games and not three thousand yeah. dollars. It's fucking stupid, absolutely ridiculous. So you know, at least you're all now aware. You can make your choice. You decide. Do you want the game that badly? Do you not want the game that badly? Like I say, Persona 5 Royals out, and that's a great video game. You should play that. Or maybe God of War Ragnarok, if you're on PlayStation. It's only out until... It's like two weeks after Bayonetta. Fuck it, if you're on PlayStation... Half, yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah, you're probably a fucking normie and buying COD on that day anyway. So, like, what the <laughs> fuck am I talking to PlayStation fans about? Yeah, fucking normies. Anyway. Hey, if, you have, if you have PlayStation Plus, Dragon Quest Eleven goes free this month. Oh, there you go, go play that. That's a big video game. There's loads of games. You can go play Deathloop and be bored like Sam was today. Go do that. <laughs> Sam was playing Deathloop today. Yeah, because I, I acted Martin. I, I acted Martin. I was like, shocker, it's a bad game. Like, I know, it's Dude, great. You pulled him away from actually playing Trials of Mana. <laughs> oh, oof. A game Ooh, he would have enjoyed. <laughs> My plan worked. Anyway. Think of your shenanigans, Ethan. Well, you know. Anyways. Gotham Knights. Tell the people at home what else has happened this week. Oh, if talking about games that... Uh, if you were slightly interested in, you might want to cancel your pre-order. Gotham Knights uh, was a game that up until now, up until like a week before launch, it still was like, a, you know, if this game gets like an eight or a nine, I might still get it because I haven't got an itch for a Batman game because it has been, what, eight years, nine, uh, seven years. It's been a while. So it's I was like, you know, there, yeah. you know, it's close. Uh, so anyway, earlier this year, they announced that they scrapped the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of this game, and everyone's like, yeah, fair play, whatever. If they don't run well, fair play. Turns out, the PS5 and Xbox versions don't run well either, so there you go. Double or nothing. <laughs> as it's confirmed that Gotham Knights will just be running at 30 FPS on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. And I want to fucking put money down on this now. That th- bet- like within three months, they will do a Hallelujah Jesus moment like fucking Watch Dogs Legion did where they're like, guys, we've miraculously discovered 60 frames per second in our video game. Look at this. Come back, please. We're begging you, please. We're so, we're so depressed and so sad. Um, so yes, 
Uh, by the way, they announced this on their Discord. They didn't even put a public statement Wait, out. What? They announced this on their Discord. Yeah, because they knew it was going to go. So on Discord, they tagged everyone. This is it. It's like a fucking... Like, this is like... This is stupid. This is like a speedrun community when someone's been cancelled. They just, just at everyone. On Twitter yeah, anyways. Everyone. Anyway, I know many of you are wondering about the availability of performance mode for Gotham Knights and consoles. Due to the types of features we have in our game, like providing a fully untethered co-op experience in our highly detailed open world, it's not as straightforward as lowering the resolution and getting a higher FPS. For this reason, our game does not have a performance slash quality toggle option and we're one at 30 frames per second on consoles now i'd also like to make make mention of this that they also confirmed just a couple of weeks ago that this game is running at close to uh native 4k and has also got ray tracing enabled by default which cannot be disabled so this game can only run at 30 (laughs) fps but it's also being rendered at 4k has ray tracing and (laughs) there's no performance mode what is this bollocks like what the fuck this is like saying oh by the way on pc there's only one graphic setting fuck you that's what the graphic <laughs> setting is <laughs> to provide an untethered experience everyone has to have a 4090 or get the fuck out like what is this like it's so stupid it's like, a really untethered experience you have to play something else yeah it's it's oh. it's it's so stupid it's like i don't understand like i just don't get it it's like if every if Horizon Forbidden West and all these other games can have it, you know, a 60 FPS mode, why can't Gotham? It doesn't even look next gen. It doesn't even look that good. It looks <laughs> shit. It just looks it looks worse than Arkham Knight, and that game's seven years old. Like I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. And it's like this is like the fact it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like there's so many nitpicks I've had with this game. Like it's shitty combat. The way that it's fucking dialogue is extremely cringy. But I kept giving this game little glimmers of hope. I was like, it has a potential mm-hmm. to be good. Maybe they'll fix. Maybe the combat's just early. Maybe they'll fix this. And it's just stuff like this where it's like What's the fucking point? Like, what's the point of this video game? You've worked on this game for like five <laughs> years, seven years. The last game you released was nine years ago, and this is what we're coming up with. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh my god, it's so stupid. I just, I just don't know what to say. Like, it's so dumb. Oh, oh but don't worry, guys. They're adding a four-player. Yeah, but they're, they're adding a four-player co-op mode later. Don't worry. And like, it's stupid. Wait, later. Yeah, Not like a month watch? later. No, a month later, well, you and it'll be it like challenge like, maps. Buddy, if, yeah, like, it's got two-player uh, challenge maps. Yeah, mm. and you know, honestly, if you're playing as playing as a group of two or four of Batman's loser sidekicks, who really cares? <laughs> this game, it's just like I've, I've really, honestly, like I had so much hope for this game. You know, Court of Owls is a cool storyline from the comics. It it's a really cool creepy storyline. idea. Why is it being you know, stuck in Batman this game? Being de- like, you know, you know, <laughs> Batman being dead and everybody else having to pick up the pieces. Also interesting kind of take on it. But then for it to just turn into this extremely generic Avengers looking ass video game that can't even have a top quality toggle because apparently the immersive world is too detailed for your puny <laughs> console peasant. It's like, what the fuck even is this game? And spoiler alert, I bet you the story's generic as fuck. I bet you Batman's still alive, dude. I'm going to put money yeah. on that right now. I uh, bet you the final boss... I've been betting that since they've announced the premise. 
you're probably going to have to fight him at the end or something like that. He's probably going to be brainwashed by the Court of Owls and you're probably going to have to fight him. And I don't care if I just spoiled the game. I don't know, but if that's a spoiler, then they deserve probably. to have that fucking spoil yeah. because it's shit. Like, what is this game? I just don't... Maybe like if you sarcastically revealed the identity of the Arkham Knight before that game launched. Like... I feel like everybody did just by joking, going, ha, it's yeah. this person, and it was, and everyone was like, wow, okay, whatever. I hope for hope Suicide Squad <laughs> fucking fares better. As much as I hate that and what they did with that character, I still respect them enough to not say who it is. What's my problem? <laughs> it's been seven years, but we're like, nah, no spoilers. No spoilers. Hey, I still haven't played it. I love that. No, and if you're not a comic you person, guess, like you yeah. could look at it, you could look at a couple of stories like it, and you would probably figure it out. Yeah, not it's gonna not, lie. But, I thought the Arkham Knight was Batman. Okay, he looks Bear? like Batman. He looks like Batman. He's Robo oh, Batman. Man, but, Bat. But you know, but <laughs> you the know thing, he's the, in that game though. The thing, <laughs> so, Hunter. The thing with that story is, is as stupid as the plot twist of Arkham Knight is, and how obvious it is. The story around Arkham Knight and all the story in still it really is still good. so good that I refuse to give up the little fumble that they did that was really shit. I like, I yeah. respect the fumble because the rest of it's so good. This. Like, I'm, I like how we're talking about, like, this is an actual spoiler that we've given out when we have no fucking clue. Like, I love how this is, I love how this is the part of the podcast where it's like, we feel like we've spoiled the game, even though we, like, I've not watched a single fucking trailer in months for this video game. The last one I watched was, like, E3. So it's like, I think the last Key thing I saw about it was, um, I don't know, it was a clip where they, someone was playing and there was some i don't know some licensed song came in and through the background or whatever oh yeah janet like, garcia played oh, yeah, that Gar- it was yeah, like janet garcia it was like living the vida loca or some shit and it was like really bad and it was like it, <laughs> it was, was like, like kyle it was like a cover of living the vida loca it wasn't Aww. even like it wasn't even like the actual version and someone said it was like it's cheesy enough but if it was the actual song i'd at least respect like i'd i'd at least allow it where it's like it's like this really awful cover version of it which is not good anyway so no i'm not if you're wondering is ethan gonna cave now because i know this game's gonna get a seven out of ten at best it's gonna be thirty dollars in like two months in fact black friday right just around the corner it'll be on sale then because that's what this kind of game (laughs) gotham knights is you can go pick it up with your copy of Bayonetta 3. Yeah, and I really hope that the, the I hope you really enjoy looking at how detailed this world is because apparently they can't fucking put a performance toggle in it. Like, what an absolute shit show. Like, genuinely. That's some kind of Nintendo looking ass excuse. When Nintendo has a new Switch, that's their kind of excuse. Oh, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> too detailed. That's why Mario Kart 9 only runs at 20 FPS. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's too detailed. Look at Toad. Look at him. Wow. Uh, anyway i feel like that will be i feel like that, i feel like that's it's good i've got that off my chest i feel like that's the end of the gotham night saga on this fucking podcast and i feel like be. it's good it's, i feel like that's unless it. one of us actually plays the game i might in the future improbable when it's like if it's like by the time it's like 20 dollars, there might be a 60 fps patch so i might pick it up you know but it's like even then i'm like if i really wanted to go play a batman game i'll just go play one of the old ones I can wait. Yeah. And, if, and, and like, if you want to play a game that's similar to that, if you just wait, or similar to what Gotham Knights appears to be, except maybe better, if you just wait a year, Rocksteady will have that Suicide Squad game. Which looks a lot better. Out. Yeah, it's it's looked better since, like, it, yeah. Yeah, and that one you actually get to play as fun characters. Instead of playing as Batman 1, 2, 3, and 4, you actually have four characters that look different and unique. Wow, what a shocker. 
It'd actually be four different iterations of Batman point two five. Which which Batman which Batman Junior do you want? Do you want his first one, his second one, his adopted one, or the fourth one? Like that's like why why it's like so stupid. Anyway, fucking regardless. I don't care. Moving on. Let's talk about it. We've seen a blade three, right? Okay. God damn it. Whoa. That happened. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> I've, I, can't, I don't know where to take this, Kyle. Where do you want to start? Xenoblade 3 DLC released this week. DLC Pack 2, yeah. what do they include? Pack 2 came out. Um, new hero character, Eno. She's a cool little robot chick. Artificial cool. Blade. And Challenge Mode came out. Yes. So Those are the two features, under. That's it. Mm. Aren't you jealous? That's Aren't you envious tea. that you don't have the season, <laughs> the season pass? Wow. <laughs> Nah, I'm feeling a-okay right now. Uh. <laughs> Challenge pack in Xeno played. I thought the combat in 3 was better. It's not that much better. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Because I think the thing with... The thing with, with Xenoblade and their season passes, at least for 2 and 3, <laughs> is... Well, you didn't know with 2 how big Torna was going to be. But with 3... Mm. Everybody who's bought this season pass has essentially gone to themselves. I know that that $30 is worth whatever this expansion will be because it's going to be a 20 to 30 hour RPG that we're going to get at the end of it. So we feel like money's down on that. Whatever we get in between is this little bonus. And to be honest, I feel like from what I've played of this one, which is the big one, it's basically one half of the DLC that we'll get for this. There might be some more DLC that they add as a free update later down the line when Torna releases. Who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, this is like the first half. And from this little chunk, I can very safely much say that they are also in the ballpark of all our money's going into this final expansion. You're getting bits and pieces <laughs> here now, and you're just going to deal with it. Because, yeah, it's just it's basically just adding another hero quest. That's basically what this did in terms of main story. Um, yeah. As for my review of this hero quest, I did not like this character. It was like everything annoying in Xenoblade meshed into a fucking video game character. And I was like, ah, yes, cool. High-pitched girl, Nopon noises, Nopon voice. Let's go. Okay, cool. All about Nopon. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy I didn't buy this. (laughs) It's it's all right. The quest itself is fine. there are a couple of nice nods. It's obviously heavily based because it's an artificial blade with the Nopons. It's obviously heavily based on like Xenoblade 2 lore. It's got some nice little bits and pieces. They make uh, a nice little nod to drivers and blades and everyone going, what the fuck does that mean? Like, It's like it's a cool little nod to 2. Dude, I genuinely forgot they didn't know what drivers and blades were. <laughs> yeah, because when she said she was an artificial blade, they were like, you mean the sword? Like, you mean a sword? You're just a sword? Like, you're a hu- she's like, yeah, it's like, you're, you're like a humanized version of <laughs> a sword. Every time you start saying, using the Xenoblade lingo to someone who hasn't played the games yet. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's what it is. Um... So yeah, there's some fun little bits like that. There's a nice little nod uh, at the end uh, where they play the Xenoblade 2 battle theme, which was nice, uh, in the Mm. final boss, uh, which I liked. That was kind of cool. Uh, There's some nice little bits. So I did all of it. I did both the Ascension quest. I did the regular shit. Uh, I maxed out her little ability tree, which is a lot nicer than in Xeno 2. If you're expecting poppy shit, it's not. It's basically walk around and collect all of the ether uh like little ether points like these ether orbs that you can collect and that's what you have to do really 
uh, I had enough garbage from my first playthrough to fully upgrade my uh, little cylinder to max, so I only had to run around yep. and collect everything once, and I got enough for all the upgrades. It's fine. As for the hero in terms of gameplay, she's pretty good. I, I think she's... Her stats are fucking <laughs> pretty good. Um, <laughs> her chain attack is a bit weak. Um, her actual hero ability, like, her actual thing in adds, like, 200% extra damage or whatever to, like, to the damage total, oh, so that's yeah. pretty good. Too bad by the time I'm using the extra person in the chain attacks, I was always, everything was usually dead. Dude, you should, seen, you should have seen my face when I saw the quest and it was, like, a level 20 quest, and I was like, you're yeah. fucking with me. Like, I'm level 90. And I'm not lowering myself <laughs> down for this. So I just literally just like started bonking people on the head with the yeah. fucking horny stick and they were dying. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Good game. Um, <laughs> but she's like, yeah, her chain attack thing is just like, uh, brings back the lowest damage dealer and adds 30, which is fine. It's not terrible. Uh, her other thing's really pretty decent. But in terms of stats, she's like, there's not many defenders in Xeno 3. So it's nice to have another defender. Uh, Especially because she's a decent defender as well. I actually mm-hmm. like her quite a bit. Um, like I say, her, she, her fucking health stat's like one of the highest, mm-hmm. if not the highest, defender if you fully upgrade her. She wouldn't make it into my party. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is like just that. everything Hunter doesn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the voice acting was extremely annoying. There was some very awkward moment. Like It's like, it was fine. Is it is it worth buying the DLC for and going and rushing to it now? No. Nah. Is it is it worth maybe once all the DLC is out, going back and checking it out, or if you're going to play it again at some point to add it? Sure, probably. Yeah, but it's all right. Um, it takes with like the DLC, four hours, you should like be able. To, yeah, with the DLC, you should on a new playthrough, you should be able to get get her added to your team fairly quickly. It'll be on like chapter. Yeah, it's chapter, chapter two, three. I'm pretty chapter sure. Three, yeah. Yeah. Start of chapter three because she's in that area. So yeah, um, not bad, not bad at all, uh, really. And like I say, she's actually a good hero. So she definitely would be good for early game. So you know. Oh, for sure. There's that bonus, and then there's challenge mode. And I'm like you, Hunter. I don't give a shit about challenge mode because challenge mode shit always, all the time. It's like I'm not here to be challenged. I'm here to have a fun time. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here to sit around and go, okay, I'm sorry, fucker, you didn't hit them hard enough. Like, you weren't quick enough. And that's kind of what this is. As someone who doesn't use Lucky 7 uh, for just shits and giggles, to be honest, it's just because I never have, so I never will. It's one of those challenges. You know how, like, in <laughs> Death Stranding Hunter, I never got caught by the BTs, so I was just like, yeah, I'm yeah. never, I'm just never going to get caught by the BTs. I don't want to see it. This is the same way where it's like, never use Lucky 7 except for in the tutorial. Don't plan on it now, because I'm just like, fuck it. I haven't used it up until this point. Might as well never use it. Um, That's spirit. So, you said that the challenge mode with Lucky 7 is ridiculously fucking easy. It becomes absolute piss, dude. (laughs) It's a joke. That's the experience of having Lucky 7 available to you in the main game, too. But see, here's the thing with Lucky 7. All of its shit, all of its attacks are AoE, including its talent art, which is a full driver combo, break, topple, launch, smash. And that, yeah. and the damage scaling on smash in this game is fucking stupid. <laughs> so you'll just get like a, a, like a whole group of enemies all launched in the air and smashed down and then everything explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Pair that with... And, 
like you pair it with flash fencer's skill to just get your whole talent art filled right at the start of battle <laughs> it was so great <laughs> the game's man. Broken. I, loved, I loved having that thing at the end of the game it was so amazing the... watching boss oh yeah it was funny wa- watching boss health bars just disappear <laughs> when i hit him with that stupid <laughs> topple yeah the whole sequence you just rattled off there it was hilarious <laughs> It's like oh, being yeah. at the end of Dragon Age and my character's like impervious to everything at that point because I'm like level 4,000. That's mm. fantastic. But in challenge mode, when I'm doing the hardest challenge, fighting a level 200 bo- super boss and half of its health bar just goes away from one talent art. Like, yeah. You know, the challenge scaling is definitely not there like it was in Xenoblade 2. Yeah, I mean, if you don't use Lucky 7, like I did, there's not really much of a challenge too much either. Like, they took me one or two tries to get the mm-hmm. A ranking to get the outfit. <clears throat> I basically did a JRPG fan percent, where I just did all the challenges that got me the swimsuits and got the requirements and went, salute, that is the game completed, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to use them, I just know that I have them now, so that's like, <laughs> job done. You know, mission accomplished. All the others were giving me, like, fucking items. And, like, items, menus, gross. Get that out of here. (laughs) So I just did those. And it's like, they're fine. They don't take too long. It took me, like, an hour or two to get all of the outfits. Uh, Like I say, it's it's fine because you know you're getting this big game at the end. That's the thing. And to be fair, should I be like that when I know that I'm going to be the stupid person where if they release it physically, I'm going to buy it physically and play it on the cart like a dumbass? Like, anyway, it's like... Hey, same. It's like, it's 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 silly, but, you know, I think that the season pass is definitely worth it just because you know you're going to get that 30-hour RPG at the end of it because that's it's the end game, right? It's the end goal. You know you're yeah. going to get it. And if you are planning, if you are a Xenoblade <laughs> fan and you do like it, then you're probably going to not mind going back and doing these little five-hour things. The interesting thing is with DLC 3, they've already copped out with the swimsuits. How are they going to get me to play challenge mode again? That's my thing. (laughs) I don't think they're going to get me, Hunter. I don't think they are. Yeah. Unless they're all like wearing suits. They're going to give them more outfits, maybe locked behind challenge mode again. But it's interesting because there's so many costumes in that game because of all the stupid cosplays. Um, It's kind of interesting. We'll see but they were a lot easier to get than Xeno 2s. I will give you that. So if you were like... Yeah. If you're like me and you never really liked the challenge mode and then you never got any of the bonus costumes from in Xeno 2 because... What if the bonus costumes the next time are like they get an old character's outfit? Then that's probably how they would get me back Ooh. in, to be honest. But yeah. uh, also, I do like, want to imagine, give a massive Imagine yeah, lands with Zeke's clothes or something. Yeah, uh, that would get me back in. I do want to give a massive shout out to two things. What one, Lance's ugly ass fucking yellow <laughs> fucking spandex swimsuit, which is so fucking abhorrent that I love it. He will. No one's in a swimsuit except for him. That is his new outfit. Congratulations, Lance. <laughs> You've blown up. I hope your bright yellow ass is just shining throughout the entirety of the story. Um, it's really bright. Like I'm not even overemphasizing it. It's like it's like Kill Bill bright. Am I right? like Kyle? It's really <laughs> bright. I was about to say that. <laughs> it's like that bright. It genuinely is. I feel like it, I feel like it's that. It's the exact same color. Where I'm like, is this supposed to be like a Kill Bill reference? It's that bright. I'm like, oh my god, it's wonderful. Uh, and two, obviously, uh, also Adam Howden is very voicing the Nopon in oh the Nopon Archage. <laughs> uh, if you did not know, that's right. 
which is also very cool, which mm. is interesting because they reused in the Japanese version, they reused a voice actor for that. They reused the voice of Zed for the, the voice actor for Zed. So to me, that mm. almost confirms that Adam Howden's come in to do some voice work, probably for the DLC, because they're not just going to bring him in and go, hey, shits and giggles, you want to do two voice lines as a knock on, bro? Like, I don't I'm sure he would. But <laughs> he would. He would, but. You know, it's in the same way as they did the Shulk lines for Xeno 2's DLC because he was already coming back uh, for the ending mm. and stuff like that. So it was like things like that already kind of made sense. So I feel like it's a similar vein where I feel like they're double dipping. Because like I said, if they reuse the voice actor for Zed uh, in Japanese, you think they'd do the same over here or they just use somebody. It's weird. <laughs> but hey, more Adam Howden. It's a real Xenoblade game now. Your fans can start fucking crying because he's in the game again. Well done. <laughs> My real question is, where's Rex's voice actor? Bring him back. He's a tragedy. I love him. Bring him back. Bring my child. Bring my child back. Thank you. Anyway, I don't have anything else to say. Do you, Kyle? Do you have anything else? Any uh, anything else on the DLC? I think kind of just looking ahead to uh, Wave Three and another batch of mm -hmm. challenge mode content. One thing Xenoblade Two did was give us a lot of like unique scenarios where like you got to play as Tora and go through like the the um basically like the hero pawn event for the year or when they had you play through the part of the game with Jin where he goes and invades the more ordained battleship mm -hmm. and i thought that shit was super cool and i'd like to see more unique things like that because a lot of the challenge mode stuff and that they've given us in three so far is just more of xenoblade 3's gameplay and I'd like to see them kind of go outside of that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously, we, we've got this one more hero as well. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if this one focuses more on the Xeno 1 side, because even this one was a very Xeno 2-centric one. We'll see. Uh, I also don't know if they will, because I feel like... I don't know. If we look at Agnes and Cavessi uh, stuff, I feel like there was so much to do with Cavez uh, and all that stuff that I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see where they slot in as well. Because this one was a very early game one. I wonder if they'll do a late game one or if they're just... Because it's DLC, they're like, people want to get what they paid for, so we're going to stick them in that fucking area again. <laughs> the old terror region or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, yeah. for sake. We'll see. It's very interesting. It's We've, we've, seen, a, we've seen the shadow of who they are. It's, it's another female hero, which is the shock of nobody. I think if, if you played Xenoblade 2, you'll know that there were three male characters in that entire fucking gacha pool or something ridiculous, and then everybody else was... Uh, you know, you had yeah, you had like three men, and like forty six women or something. Like that's <laughs> the way that works. Granted, uh, two of those three men were some of the best in the game. Good old Wolfric, yeah, Wolfric and true. Corvin. So now we'll see, we'll see uh, who this new character is and what their deal is. Mm -hmm. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, let's wrap it up with you, Hunter. You've you finally finished yet again another playthrough of, of uh, Resident Evil 4. The first time since back when I it would have been... I think it would have been before the PS4 version even came out, because I'm pretty really? sure it was before. It was while I was still in school. So I think the PS4 version of the game came out like later the year that I graduated. So nice. Yeah, I guess the last time I played it would have been on the PS3 or something. But anyway, yeah, Resident Evil 4, still a largely fun time, and <laughs> it's very funny um 
uh, there's a few things that I've just been having a good old giggle about this time because I'm like, man, I forgot. It's like Devil May Cry became, or Resident Evil 4 was originally mm -hmm. like Devil May Cry and all that. It's one of the easiest trivia video game things you'll ever hear. Did you know? These days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really hilarious to look around the game and see straight up where assets got recycled. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> there's a door that I came across a few hours ago. There's like a lion sculpted into it and you need some key item to pass through. That door exists in like mission six of Devil May Cry, the first game. <laughs> uh, there's a whole castle area that I imagine was retooled and partly a nod to people who know about that. It's really funny that way and all sorts of, yeah. As far as how the game actually holds up, you know, um, pretty decently still. There are definitely things that I've run. There are definitely things that I can hope that they switch or that I hope that they update in this um, remake currently mm -hmm. upcoming. Like the ability to move while you aim would be lovely. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Resident Evil 4, I guess this was before they had figured out how to let you do that because Leon just stops in place and you have to aim you still have to aim like while you're stuck. So yeah, the ability to move while you aim hot swapping weapons would be nice because you can't do that in this game either. So <laughs> when people get, when a group of people get too close and suddenly I'm like, okay, I can't use the handgun anymore. I have to pause the game and equip the shotgun to, you know, deal with set problem mm -hmm. and all sorts of that. There are a couple of other annoyances that are kind of symptomatic of the control scheme. Like uh, holding an X is how you run, or I guess lightly jog is more like what he does. I love that. Um, uh, and reloading in this game when you're aiming is you hit X to do that. And one of the things that you can do in this game to save on some ammo is shoot a guy in the leg and then Leon oftentimes will they'll be hurt enough that you can run up and like do a roundhouse kick or suplex them mm -hmm. or something like contextual button prompts. I trigger that a lot because, or you could just run up and knife them in the face a couple of times and that's completely viable too. I do that a lot because I do like saving on my resources. Um, the thing I've run into several times while playing the game was uh, I'd be going to, I'd, Set, I'd get them to like stagger or whatever and I'd go to start running but it'd be before I let go of the aim button all the way so he'd stop and reload instead and then suddenly I can't kick the guy in the face anymore and <laughs> it's slightly annoying that way um yeah as far as the uh yeah I, I've said this before kind of just going off a of memory that Resident Evil 4 struck a decent balance between its more action oriented uh you know direction while still being creepy I stand by that the opening of this game is still fantastic like the first 15 or so minutes you you know come across the weird village they one of the first guy you encounter wants to like hatchet Leon in the face and it's like oh that's weird and a bunch of it's like a cult and then you know mysteriously his bell tolls while they're <laughs> probably have you cornered 
because there are a lot of them in that first sequence and you don't have a lot of ammo and then they mm. just walk off it's uh it's a really good opening section um the other things that they do like uh later when you get to the castle suddenly you got these dudes all hooded up in like priest uniforms and they're doing this weird chanting stuff <laughs> a lot of the noises a lot of the noises that the enemies make to indicate that they're in the area but you don't know exactly where they are is really solid to like unsettle you at least i think it would probably unsettle most people um no. the <laughs> uh... <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too good <laughs> yeah um um oh there was this really funny instance a couple days ago like in the castle section there's one part where they send you down to a sewer area and i'm sitting there like i was walking i like entered and i took a few steps forward and i heard like a scuttling or some kind of i don't know um calamitous sound happening around me i'm like did this mm -hmm. game have invisible enemies because it had been long enough to where I couldn't remember. And then I had convinced myself that it was the evil within that did that. I was, um, <laughs> as it turned out, the evil within did do that, but Resident Evil 4 also did that, because then, like, I took a few more steps after deciding that I was being foolish and noticed the, I saw the video game invisibility silhouette, you know, where, like, you oh, see yeah. the light for you. You, you. Any game where you have a guy turn invisible, you've seen it before. And yeah, and then I shot it. I'm like, oh, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> and it turned out that these the, the invisible monsters in this game are just the fly monsters from Devil May Cry 1. Not <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. So um, it's like, you know, having played this, obviously, yeah. Resident Evil 4, classic to many people. I had a friend play Resident Evil 4 some point this year, I think, either early this year, like late last year, and he was like, "Oh, I still think it's great." So obviously, we've had, you know, Resident Evil Two remake, Resident Evil Three remake, remake. People were like, "Yeah, you know, fair enough. These games kind of deserve a remake for better or for worse." You know, Resident Evil Three, pretty sure. Resident Evil Two, people really loved. That was the game in the year nominated, right? Yeah. Going into Resident Evil Four, has playing this kind of like rejuvenated your excitement for the remake coming later ne like early next year has it made you a bit more cautious do you think the game needs a remake how are you how are you feeling about this whole re4 remake because it's so it, it's not it's in like a crippling need of a remake like mm -hmm. i still think the game functions in a way that is acceptable but also like those things i mentioned at the beginning are all things that i feel like it adds up to be the kind of stuff that would make it certainly the better experience mm -hmm. um and like it's and it and it'd be a further jump than like because they'd have to completely retool how some of this stuff works like i'm pretty sure the way that some of the <laughs> enemies ai worked was balanced around how you're able to move and the way the camera works so you know it'd be a little it'd be a bit less like I, this resident evil 4 remake is still less silly than these playstation remakes we've been you know having a go at the past couple of weeks oh yeah there's obviously um, a difference there because it's like <laughs> fucking who asked for horizon zero dawn to be remade fucking yeah jesus christ mm -hmm. the people the people that were born when that game came out will have only just started school that's no fucking gap that needs a remake like jesus christ <laughs> like... yeah but 
Yeah, I think for sure that this Resident Evil 4 remake has the potential to be the best version of it. Um, I guess if you really like the kind of silly, like the silly tone that this game has sometimes, like on, like aside from the fact that while you're playing it, the game is still manages to be creepy. The tone of the story itself is super goofy. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> like... they have said that they're, re- they're reimagining the story. For yeah, yeah, I imagine remake. they're changing it to be more tonally consistent with how two and three were, which took themselves a, or two and three remakes specifically, mm-hmm. where they took themselves a bit more seriously. Where Resident Evil Four seemed to the original iteration uh, seemed to kind of lean into the what I believe was probably accidental on their part, campy B-movie horror stuff in the, you know, classic games. Or I doubt they wrote that intentionally that way, but, you know, it's how it ended up. Resident Evil yeah. 4 just kind of leaned into it with how they had Leon acting and <laughs> the goofiness of, like, Salazar, the little Napoleon guy who was in charge of the castle <laughs> and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I'd be interested to see what they do the story and how they change it if it sets up for a better version of the series going forward um after that it will um, be it will be interesting because they're out of like golden gooses here after at this point after resident evil 4 remake because yeah. like if they go back if they want to really remake five and six they're gonna have to fucking go back to the drawing board and basically yeah. go okay and honestly, how do we make a good one of these if they did that because yeah there's something of there's a thing about Resident Evil 4, aside from the fact that it kind of changed the dynamic of how the game played, mm-hmm. uh, some people had taken issue at the time with the fact that every game previous to that was leading up to taking down the Umbrella Corporation for mm-hmm. what they had done in Raccoon City and all of that. And it kind of happens off screen in the prologue of 4. <laughs> so um yeah if they could still like okay so imagine if resident evil 4 could largely maintain the kind of same events and all that make it pretty you know change whatever you need to to make the tone make sense and uh you know set it up so that five or six could be like the actual conclusion of that plot (laughs) that you kind of swept under the rug because the game just had a tortured development beforehand Hmm. Was like, that's one of the i read this really cool thread about what uh the how like the specifics of what devil may cries resident evil 4 was gonna be where like you were playing don what who became dante was the long the lost child of the Spencer family, who was like the Spencer mansion, part of the people responsible for Umbrella and the whole outbreak that happened. So that would have, it looked like that was for all intents and purposes until, you know, everything got too crazy for the series. Um, going to be the kind of um, finale of that thread. It'd be interesting to see if they could set up a kind of make good for that in a way. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the future of Resident Evil really is, because obviously, four is the kind of last remake that is kind of people. They could backpedal and still go do Code Veronica. They could wanted to if they if they if they really wanted to. I don't know if they would. (laughs) If they need to stall into because like I don't know (laughs) because like I, I think people. 
a lot of people wanted them to remake that one still. Like when I, I saw at least a solid number of people being like, when four got announced that it was being remade, not like the official announcement, but back when, you mm-hmm. know, when it was leaked was like he- a year and a half before. When it was heavily announced. rumored yeah, yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People were like, man, it would have been cool to see Code Veronica get the treatment that the other ones got because. For all intents and purposes, it was like a main series Resident Evil game. It just didn't have a number. Yeah. And also, that game could use some retooling. It's like a six-hour game that somehow still managed to overstay its welcome. Nice, <laughs> uh, I love those. <laughs> those dude, are great. man, like, I played it, I want to say last year was when I played it. And, like, man... I was ready for it to be done at, like, hour four. Like, the last act, essentially... Mm-hmm. shouldn't have happened <laughs> nice. or they should have they should have engineered a scenario where it the last act was wrapping up at hour four nah. but yeah it is interesting to think about where the series is gonna go because even like the golden version of resident evil 8 that they're putting out soon is gonna have like they've it seems like it's beginning to seem like the whole first person thing it was an experiment that they are are going that they decided that they were going to conduct for seven and then kept it with eight and now they are done with it yeah (laughs) or they might be done with it anyway because of the whole like oh no you can play eight in third person in this update and the rose dlc is also playable in third person and all that yeah it's 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 an interesting one i say because you know, with the whole Ethan Winters kind of family storyline kind of wrapping up with the DLC and stuff like that. It'll be very interesting to see where Resident Evil goes next. It's like, because for a while it has been this kind of, not necessarily separated, but this kind of Ethan Winters kind of timeline on the Resident Evil kind of scale where it's like, you know, all the mold. It's been like two branches shit, yeah. of the series, essentially, where you yeah. got the continuing on from what we had left. And then uh, they had the remakes back, to kind of and then the remakes yeah, bring the yeah. to keep like old fans that weren't necessarily interested in seven as much in, invested in the franchise. So it'll be interesting to see where nine goes after four. Do they just go back to hey, look, it's your kind of it's your classic here, some characters that you really like, and we're doing a third person horror game again, and it's basically we don't need to do remakes anymore because we're just gonna follow what we did we're going to follow the 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 kind of the template that we created with two and that seemed to be really popular so we're going to follow that and do a brand new one of those and see how that goes it'll be interesting it would be interesting also like i feel like it'll be interesting to see how they decide to set it too of like whether they decide to make it before or it's definitely not going to be after eight like its final conclusion there because you know it fast forwarded at the end to like where rose was well, they've said they've said the Rose thing is not like because the Rose DLC is also like really far in the future. They're not count. They're counting that stuff as we're not locking that in stone. That's not set in stone. So future Resident Evil okay. games will take place after yeah. the Ethan Winter story, but won't necessarily have to take place when Rose is a teenager and we don't have to okay. skip all those years. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to get at. Stone. Where I'm like, I'm not. I don't think they're gonna slingshot themselves forward in time that much. <laughs> no, probably not. Because they've said that, because they said Rose's story also wraps up in the DLC, so... Yeah. You assume that all of that's good to go. Who knows? But it's also Resident Evil characters come back all the fucking time, so it's like... <laughs> we could get to a yeah. point where that is now modern, like, Resident Evil in, like, 15 years will be like, oh, yeah, that... Maybe we're back in that time frame now, so, hey, maybe she is oh, alive, yeah. you know? Like, you never know. 
You'll know. It'll be funny. You know, it's just, we'll see. We'll see. It's like one of those days where we're all counting down the days where we're like, God damn it. When that Uncharted game comes out, you know, it's going to be Cassie Drake and you're just going to be sitting there going, oh God, when do they pull that trigger? It's going to happen eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just like has it been long enough yet has it been long enough yet who knows who knows who knows but hey I do also want to throw this out here real quick because I was looking up stuff about Code Veronica Um, there is a fan made remake in the works done in the Unity engine totally free and and split into three chapters each chapter about four hours ah how and that's done. I'm not sure. I have to imagine that's closer to like the original survival horror, like PS1 era style. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, great because I'm sure it's probably a solid little creation there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's probably pretty good. Again, but. The- like specifically when people were talking about wanting Veronica remade, I'm sure that they meant like, it would be funny to see them. It would be really hilarious if, if instead of backpedaling to Veronica, or even after they did that, instead of going to five, still they decided to <laughs> listen. We already, we know we already remade for all, uh, remade the first game back in the GameCube, but now we want to remake it the way that you've come to expect. it'd be super goofy but you'd get a chuckle out of me if they decided to do that Hunter you might know what these words mean more than I do Uh, this is coming right from the Veronica remake website Uh, survive the powerful tyrant T078 who will chase you and attack you without mercy also face other enemies bandersnatch dogs and more Ah, uh, yeah, there were dogs in that game. Man, Resident Evil dogs are like so agitating. God, they really are. Oh, here's one thing I hope that the Resident Evil 4 remake decides to leave behind the quick time events that, uh, yeah, oh, Resident God, Evil 4 please. popularized that. <laughs> like, I think, the, I think games that did that before Resi 4 probably amount to Shenmue and a couple of other <laughs> minor examples. Really well-aged games, yeah. Yeah, Resident <laughs> Evil 4 even beat God of War to the punch as far as, you know, quick time events and all that silliness goes. Uh, I think you can leave most of that behind. Like, I don't need goofy Indiana yes. Jones uh, Please. running Please away from behind. running away from the uh, boulder segments. Uh, if you want to have like a contextual push a button to avoid a boss's move, if you're about to, if you're in a you know if you're in a situation where you're about to be screwed, then sure. But also maybe think about maybe not making it a thing that you have to do. Like if I'm behind the guy, let me avoid it anyway. Um, yeah, because some of those are nonsense the way that like i remember that i remembered them being much harsher on the timing than they really were but still some of them are like you know whole sequence of things and then you screw up a button press or you're a little too short on some of this and you die yep. or even just the or even just uh um 
enemies will grab you and you gotta wiggle the stick and to break free and that's something i could do without i'd honestly i'd rather just like the remake of two and three they they just kind of grab you and you take the l yeah you a knife. <laughs> but you know <laughs> like you you'll take some damage you don't necessarily die automatically i guess i should clarify but you mm-hmm. know you take the l on losing some damage there and i'd rather just deal with that if i'm being honest like i could do the contextualized like shoot yeah. him in the leg to be able to kick him or whatever that's fine i can i i think that's acceptable because that's not something that your survival is dependent on so yeah we'll have to see we'll have yeah. to see. it's not too long it's the end of march so you know it's not too march, far away yeah crazy it's, it's really is crazy that it's mid-october it's like oh god we really do not have much of this year left nope. oh god <laughs> holding out for that god of war and then we're screwed for the rest of the year i oh, know cluster <laughs> protocol we're good we're yeah. fine you're screwed i still got i still got <laughs> another i still got another game that i'm going to enjoy dude if you think that i'll be done with that persona 5 playthrough by the time that god of war comes around you'll be fucking mistaken i have like three hours of free time like a, a day so it's like that's that ain't true. happening. That I'll be happening. on my like I'll be on like the last legs of the Crisis Core thing, and you'll still be playing Persona Five, probably. Especially because I said to myself, I remember, and I feel like I am still gonna do it. Like it was like it feels like Kyle will get this reference. I feel like doing like this is like a Tim Rogers kind of playthrough where it's like I'm not using fast travel. It's like I'm gonna live persona 5 i'm gonna like no fast travel i'm gonna walk if i need to go to the if i need to go to shibuya i'm walking out the school and going to shibuya on the trains it's like that's what i'm gonna do on that playthrough i feel like i'm just gonna gonna live it nice so we'll see how far we go maybe i'm the only exception i'll probably give is mementos because jesus christ if i have to walk all the way fucking back off i'm gonna cry <laughs> oh my god yeah I that'd be know. really bad um for the sake but, of your own sanity <laughs> yeah or we will be there for hundreds of hours like geez it'll be interesting at least there's the extra songs <laughs> at least there's that um but no i guess with that i guess we'll wrap it up here um yeah nothing else to say next week persona 5 royal is out and available everywhere we'll talk about all those ports and all that jazz we'll talk about the 25th anniversary was it a huge l was it a w who knows we'll talk about it next week there'll be some other stuff we won't just talk about it. <laughs> it's some a real mystery guesses. make some educated guesses on what we will see um we've had a couple of things trickling this week so it's like i feel like we're done now from it two articles out atlas made a very vague statement i feel like we're at the point where it's like okay we're good um yeah We'll see. We'll see. I know that we we won't have. I need to. It's gonna be an interesting day that Friday because I won't have time to play much of each version. But I will have to do a fucking whistle stop tour because I know we're recording on the Friday because Hunter's got somewhere to be at the weekend. So it's gonna very much be like a run, run, run. I can't even pre-order right. it on PlayStation Five at the moment, so oh, I can't pre-download it because right. it's not available. What the fuck is that? Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. We'll make it work. We'll, we'll be fine. All right. Anyway, link to our screen right now you can go and follow us on twitter if you want to go and keep up to date with everything that we are doing outside of the podcast uh who knows twitter's a wild ride at the moment it's the wild west of video game news over there like everything's happening um it's funny it's like all this stuff that happens it's like i could tweet about it i just don't i just don't tweet (laughs) 
I tweet like once a week. I only ever tweet when uh, it's the podcast. I'm like, hey. But so if you want to keep up to date on the podcast, oh, you can do I that. I never really do. Otherwise, it's just reposting things that I either find funny or interesting. Almost as I like. One of my tweets this week was saying I was excited for Bayonetta 3. Oh, <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. I want to go check that. I want to go check that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, it was basically just weeks. like finished Bayo one and two, and I'm looking forward to Bayo three at the end of the month. Yeah, forward to Bayo three. Yes, sir. That yes, was on like sir. Tuesday or whatever yeah, the twelfth was. Wednesday. I didn't check it. I, I didn't know. see. I didn't see that tweet. That tweet did not come on my timeline at all. Damn, bro. Oh, I know, you have right? me muted. Yeah, I have you muted. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, absolutely tragic. Anyway. Uh, if you have Kyle on mute too, that's cool. Uh, why don't you go and follow that's us on cool. Twitter at HotGamersOnly? Or subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash HotGamersOnly. And hey, if you want to look at our stupid faces, well, don't. That's cool too. Head to the link tree in the description where you can follow us on your favorite places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or just search for HotGamersOnly. You know where we are. You can find us. You're probably listening to us on there. It's cool. You do you. Uh, thank you for all the podcast support as of recent. Uh, you guys are showing up. A lot more which is weird so thank you for that uh it almost feels like the our audio listeners that's scary don't like that creepy <laughs> people listen to us that's cringe imagine i uh, try not to think about it people listen to us every week like it's still it, the start of the podcast and we're still just talking into the void it's yeah it's just it's weird to me because it's like i expect when people are doing this like i always used to when i used to listen to podcasts <clears> it was always like you know when I was playing, like, I play it on this background noise at the side of this game, but it's like, people literally, like, they listen to us in their car, they listen on the bus, they listen while they're at work and they've got nothing to do, and I'm like, that's weird. Like, that's that's weird. <laughs> people do that. Strange. But thank you, we do appreciate it. Um, yeah. Gosh, weird, weird world. Anyway, uh, that's all for this week. Join us next week for more shitting on uh, franchises that we like. Uh, it'll be good fun. It'll be great fun. It'll be great fun. Um... And I promise you this time, though, it will be Persona next week. I'm sorry, Persona fans, that got excited and then went back into the void and the Xenoblade fans rose up once again. But it's fine. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back same time, same place next week for that. But until then, have an awesome week. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.